Housing HQ Podcast, episode 46. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ Podcast. Now, let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Are you a new investor looking for a detailed step-by-step program to help you get going on your house flipping business? Are you tired of just learning and ready to take some action? Well, look no further because Fail Fast Flipping is here. Fail Fast Flipping is a 12-week intense house flipping coaching and implementation program where we not only teach you the step-by-step details of creating a house flipping business, but we get you out of your comfort zone and get you to take the action required to be successful in this business. You can visit failfastflipping.com for more details and to take advantage of our early bird special. Direct mail is the number one method myself and most other investors are using in today's market to buy discounted investment properties. And yellowletters.com is the company we use to get the job done for us. Not only are the folks at yellowletters.com expert marketers, but they are real estate investors themselves. So they understand exactly what you need to be successful in this business. Contact a rep at yellowletters.com today to begin working on a direct mail campaign that fits your real estate investment needs and budget. And mention the code HFHQ to get 10% off your next order. Hey, what's going on, my fellow flippin' friends? Hope you guys have all had a great week. I tell you what, this last uh, yesterday mainly and today have been a little crazy for us. We did some mailers and my new acquisitions assistant, as he is getting his feet wet, did, uh, you know, standard mail and he didn't realize how long it was going to take and he did a couple chunks. He wanted to space them out. And then last week I was getting impatient. So I said, hey, send a bunch more first class mail and everything hit within the last couple days. So (laughs) him and Vanessa are scrambling I think they've gotten like 150 calls in the last two days. So this is kind of big time for him because this is his first like big chance to really make something happen. So anyway, it's a little crazy over here, but we're really excited. I have no doubt that he is going to pull down a deal or two or three from these mailers. Um, So I'm excited about that. That should be a lot of fun, but pretty intense over here. Uh, so anyway, hopefully you guys are taking some intense action as well and have a lot going on in your personal house flipping endeavors. As you heard me mention in the beginning of the show, Fail Fast Flipping is here. You can go to failfastflipping.com for all the details. I'm super duper excited about this program. We've basically taken absolutely everything that I feel that you need to be a successful in this business from all the people I've interviewed, from all the people I've masterminded with, from all of the students which I've had, all the feedback they have given me, and we have put it into one program. This is much more intense than I ever imagined that we would have a combination of the step-by-step details and video tutorials as well as the collaboration and the forum interaction and the live mastermind meeting, which we'll be having. Um, It's just all there, guys. So uh, once again, my goal is to provide to you 
education that would normally cost you twenty-five to forty thousand dollars to go to some guy in a cubicle and to be upsold, upsold, upsold on product after product after product at a mere fraction of that price. So anyway, check it out, fellfastflipping.com. The program will officially start on July 21st. And if you are serious about building and growing an incredibly lucrative house flipping business, we will see you there. Now, speaking of the Fell Fast Flipping program, today's episode, what I decided to do was during the beta test program of the Fell Fast Flipping program, I did a little interview with Vanessa on how we work with contractors and manage our rehabs. So even though it was a little bit off the cuff, it ended up being a pretty good interview. And I think there were a lot of takeaways. Now, keep in mind, it was, like I said, a little pretty off the cuff. We just went for it and talked. But even though you'll notice in the interview, there are some things where I wasn't even aware of or some little things that she wasn't sure of. That's the beauty of it. Okay, I want you to look a little deeper than just what meets the eye and realize the business that we've been able to create without knowing absolutely every little tiny thing you could possibly know in house flipping. Um, so I thought it was in great, a incredible interview and a great chance for you to take a small, minuscule look inside of the Fell Fast Flipping program. Now, keep in mind, once again, this was the beta program, and that's the only reason I'm releasing it on this episode, um, because we are going to be recreating just about everything from the beta program. It's going to be the beta program times 10 on steroids. Uh, it's going to be awesome. So anyway, this interview was incredible. I would love to hear your feedback at the end. And don't forget to visit fellfastflipping.com to check out all the details of our very first inaugural house flipping coaching and implementation program. All right, guys, it has been a long week. I'm actually doing this recording on Friday. I know you're going to get it on Tuesday. Woo, you've been failing hard. I've been working hard. I just got back from a bike ride because I've been. Whoa, my brain has just been fried from all this information. So I had to kind of debrief a little bit, get it out, but we are ready. You ready, Vanessa? I'm ready. Let's do this. <laughs> I'll get, after I wear my helmet, I got like horns on. looks like I have horns on my head. Look like the devil. So I'm out to get you guys. All right. We're going to learn how to rehab houses and find some contractors. So I decided the best thing to do is to get Vanessa on another call. Because uh, she manages all of this and just have kind of an open conversation about how we find our contractors, how we found them in the beginning, kind of the evolution. Because it's not like, well, some one day we woke up and this everyone, you know, it, it looks sometimes like it was super easy, but it wasn't right, Vanessa. We've been through our fair share of. Yeah, of contractors and, and things. And wow, we can get into a little bit of that, but that might take a long time. I, I just had a thought of the time that you were in Barstow and. That guy was still on our uh, materials, and you had to call the cops and the other contract. Anyway, wild times, huh? Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. I just thought that in my head when you said that too. <laughs> We've been through a lot. <laughs> um, so, guys, don't think that Justin has this magic secret in Vanessa, and they just magically find people to do all the work. No, like we we take action, we fell forward, 
And, you know, we just keep adjusting and keep looking for the best. And eventually the cream kind of rises to the top, but you have to uh, allow for that to happen and help for that to happen. Right. Vanessa, it's not like it just magically okay. happened. Right. Yeah. So, um, okay. So let's talk about, let's start with contractors. How have we gone about hiring our contractors and what are some ways that um, those in, in a group can, can go about doing the same? Well, we actually have done it a, a few different ways. Um, the three that we have worked with now for the, the longest um, were, they were all referred to us by other investors. I think Chris was actually referred to us by our agent in that area when we first started yeah, using him. Um, but throughout the whole process, uh, we needed more contractors. Um, at, and we did a Craig, an add-on Craigslist. We did it that way also. Um, and I had talked to a few different people. I had them go out to the properties and give me um, bids for the houses so I can see where they come in at. Sometimes in the initial conversation, I'd kind of get a feel for them up front to see if it would even be uh, something that we'd want to work with. Because you can kind of tell, especially I think the one question that we would always ask is what do they charge um, for paint per yeah, square foot? Something really simple, huh? Because I mean, I mean, just by the response, you get so many different wait, like responses. It's really interesting. Some will not tell you. They're like, yeah. oh, well, it depends. It depends on the house and the size and the color. I'm just like, really, it doesn't, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's like, they just can't handle that or grasp it. And they just don't say it. So or we'll even tell them straight up. Okay. 1300 square foot home, standard home. What would you charge? Right. right. I mean, we still have a story. And then it's like, yeah. okay, that's obviously I don't think going to work because we're very straightforward. Yes. We want people we work with to be very straightforward. Yep. And it's like you either, you know, know your pricing or you don't. Yeah. And in our, especially in this specific part of the industry, there is a certain price point that we want to hit and that the contractors that are familiar with this industry know that they need to hit in yep. order to establish that relationship. Yep. Okay, perfect. Um, okay, so... So what about, let's talk about the three that, that we're using and yeah, maybe a couple, we've actually been referred, other contracts have been referred to us that didn't work out either. Right. Remember Rick? Yes. I mean, he worked <laughs> out for a little bit, right? Yes. We thought he was going to be like the superhero. We thought he was going to run all of our projects, but what happened there? He, the true colors kind of started coming out after the first like few and one of our expectations for some of the contractors, not all, but is to be able to handle multiple projects. And it's okay if you can't because we have like one contractor that really can only do one or two. And we've come to that understanding. And so that's where we keep him because he still works really well with us. Right. Um, but if you have the conversation and you're like, I can take on this many projects, like four to six at a time, and you say you can do that responsibility yes. and you don't perform, then that's on you. Yeah, and totally. that's kind of what started happening. And he kind of slowly started falling apart. And then, you know, certain characteristics, he just became very difficult to work with after yeah. a while. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting, because what he did was he took a good, it was going pretty well, he was doing yeah. one or maybe two at a time. But then he wanted everything. And we thought yeah. he could handle it because he was telling us he could and we didn't know. And then yeah. he just started to drop the ball left and right. And Price creep, right? He started to also, he was like really cheap and expensive. Um, and then all of a sudden his prices started to go up and just started to get really weird, huh? Um, yeah. And then you got the long guy, the guy with the long, um, ponytail, right? Hey, right. hair kind of looks like yours, except for his black, <laughs> black hair, right? And that's the guy. What happened with that guy? Like he was the guy in Barstow that I, 
I, that you went up there and we had to stop him from taking off with all of our materials, right? Yeah. And it was more like, what was it? Oh, it was because at first he started off great too. Yep. Sounded great. Like we had an agreement on price, like everything. He seemed really knowledgeable and he seemed like he really had a good handle on everything. But then he kept asking for more and more deposits. Yeah. And the progression of the project really wasn't there. Yeah. And that's really not how we do our deposits anyways. And you don't have to. I think there's a requirement of a certain amount that you really are only, are only supposed to give until the end of the project. is uh-huh. completed. But we have agreements of how we do deposits. And um, he just kept asking for more and more. And I, I couldn't do that. Well, it was almost like he, I don't know if he didn't have enough experience to the point to where he didn't know. He was making us pay for his people when he was the one who wasn't managing the project well enough to get it done on time. It's like, we agreed to a price. That's the price. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, Oh, even this was like when you first came aboard, remember the guy from like Elsinore that would go and like camp out at our houses. I forget his name, but this guy took forever. Oh my goodness, Vanessa. Were you even <laughs> here? with? I don't him? think I don't remember him. Oh my goodness. He just kept telling me, no, I'm going to get it done. Like, Give me like one, like one more week, and I'm like, dude, it took forever. And then, what about the guy that would show up like with his kids and stuff? Which one was that one? Um, Wasn't there someone that would like bring his kids and? Uh. Anyway, it was Mac. well, then there was Mac, but he actually he's still pretty good. We use him every once in a while, but it's funny because he did bring his kids. That was a different guy, too. Yeah. But anyway, and, and then I'm thinking of like a couple other ones. So I'm only saying this because I want people to know that we've gone through our fair share of contractors as well. We are not perfect. But I tell you what, night and day difference between what we deal with now and what we dealt with back then. Right, Vanessa? Right. So 95% of your contracting and, and rehabbing problems will go away by not only working with the right contractors, but teaching them right right, right. I mean, yeah that's exactly what it is we took um oh uh, ryan ryan and carlos and those guys and we kind of gave them our system and they didn't all 100 percent agree with it at first right um but we worked with that and it's okay. it's really helped them help us and it's it's created something really beautiful okay so yeah. so yeah. what are some things that people need to look for in a contractor they need to be what? They need to be, huh? <laughs> Lie? License? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was not going to say that. They do need to be licensed. Licensed and insured. Right. And, you know, not everybody does that or agrees. At first, I wasn't too concerned about it. But after you start making money, you start to think, oh, I don't want to lose this money. You know, if they're not licensed okay. and insured, it just causes problems, right? Yeah. And it doesn't really seem to cost all that much more. For a licensed and insured person. I mean, sure, you're not going to be paying, you know, $10 an hour to the guy off the street, but you're going to get better quality work, I think, as well. So, yeah. What about the, there's this, the paint thing. What about the asbestos, what is asbestos paint something? It's like certification. Oh, you do have to get lead based paint certified. Um, And that's actually, if they're licensed, they will be lead based paint certified. Um, they do actually have to renew it every so often also. So, And there are some pretty fat fines you can get if your contractors are not lead-based paint certified. 
And I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that that'll only stand hard for um, houses that are built before like 1970 something, Eight. 78, right? So if your house is after 1978 and your guy isn't lead-based paint certified, once again, don't quote me on this, but I think you're okay. But just keep that in mind. You just made it's something they should have anyway, right? right? Is that only in California? That's everywhere. I don't know really, but okay. I think so just I think you need it everywhere. Disclaimer: That you know we know that's in California. So okay, so let's do a little bit of role play. Let's say that you needed a new contractor. Um, I know you did mention, and once again, for the record, you were frust- You still get frustrated with these guys that are pretty dang good, right? Right. We still get frustrated with them. Don't think that's going to go away. Dealing with people, period, can be hard. You know, it's hard to deal with anybody. Any relationship you have can can be difficult. Um, so it's not going to like it's going to be all perfect or anything. But what would we do? Let's say that these guys fizzled out, didn't work out. How would you go about trying to find a new contractor? And let's maybe do like a little role play as to like some of the things you would say to them over the phone. Okay. Well, I actually, I at this point, I would go for referrals. Okay. I ask. I even asked my other contractor for referrals. Um, there, the appliance guy that we use actually referred me to somebody. But and I really want to work with him. We actually are supposed to meet sometime soon, but he only works in certain areas. Okay. But if I had to get to the point of doing an ads on an ad on Craigslist. Um, you know, you're going to have to filter through all of them. So when you talk to them initially, you get a background of where they come from, um, as far as how long they've been working in the business, and just an overall idea of what they do. Actually, now that I think about it, I just interviewed um, a contractor for one of our houses that we just started in the new area we went to. Um, And he was referred to us by another investor. But the conversation I had with him, as I did, I got his full background. Um, He told me that you know, he actually is familiar with bank owned properties and that's kind of how he started working in this industry, which gave me a hint that he's familiar with the kind of process and the type of rehab that we do. Um, I asked him also questions as uh, he probably doesn't charge an arm and a leg because he's was, did work for bank owned banks and not for, uh, homeowners. So he was okay. And that's, that's something that it triggered also. So you want to look for key things like that with the answers that they give to see if it will be a fit. Cause you can kind of tell like some of them you'll talk to and then they just start talking about, you know, these higher end remodels or, you know, certain things that insinuate that they're probably going to have higher prices. Totally. So, and if uh, they start saying things like you get what you pay for and stuff, I yeah. say, eh, probably not my guy. Right. Because it's like, Whoa, am I paying for that nice brand new big truck of yours and the nice house that you live in? You know, it's like, <laughs> Yeah. That's what I'm paying for. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, um, and then I always ask the price per square foot, like somewhere in the conversation um, when we get to that point. So I can kind of see where they're coming from. Um, This guy actually had quoted me a little bit higher, but I knew he wasn't too far off. So I ended up having have him give me a bid anyways. Um, But some of the other things that I asked them are, are you familiar with, like if you were to go to the property by yourself and just give me the bid, we can talk over the phone. I have pictures, you know, of the property too. So I kind of know um, what it needs and whatnot. And if you have any questions, we can go over it. But I would like to know that if I was to send you to the property, that you are aware of what items we would want to change. Yeah. What items, if we were to keep any, that you know that it would be good enough to keep as far as if it was like tile or 
you know, it already had granite countertops or something like that. Yeah. You know, Vanessa, something I'm realizing more and more as I'm educating other people, I like, and I think you in turn, because you work with me and you're just awesome. <laughs> we but, like people who are able to think for themselves. Right. Right. I don't like to pay yeah. somebody and then me have to go think for them. Contractors should be know how to fix up a house. I should, like you said, know what it needs, kind of what's the area. And we, we kind of have, give them a, an idea as well. But I want them oh, yeah. to be able to think for themselves. I don't know of any other investors who let the contractor basically go to the house and come up with the scope of work themselves and then send it to us, right? Right. I mean, we, yeah, we have a system now. They know the colors. They know the kind, the style, boom, boom, boom. But even at the beginning, when I very first talked to Ryan, I remember I bought a house at Trustee Cell. I called Ryan. He was a referral. I never met him in my life. I said, hey, drive up, drive an hour to this house. Go check it out. I had never seen the house. I bought it at Trustee Cell. Tell me what you think it's going to cost. He's like, oh, can you meet me there? I'm like, no, just go tell me what you think. Because otherwise, yep. I mean, he's going to sit there. He's going to go through the house. Okay, it needs paint. Right. It needs carpet. It needs appliances. It needs this. Uh, what about this? Okay. So it saved me like half of a day, literally. Right. Saved me like six hours of time and driving and time and walking around. And honestly, he was able to do it quicker than it would have been with me and him because we would have been talking. And what about this? No, instead, he just thought, what do I want? What do I want to do? And I think there was like one or two little tiny items that we adjusted after he came up with everything. It was great. Yeah. There was no negotiating, no haggling, no nothing. Um, we just came up with it, right? Yeah. So I know that's on more of like a basic rehab, but that's what you know, 90% of what we do are basic rehabs anyway. So, right. um, Okay. So a referral, we talked about getting referrals and we talked about Craigslist. Craigslist, you'll do a little more filtering. Um, so if you're putting an ad somewhere, I would just say from our experience now, I think we would want to get some references from them. Um, so we do the price thing. We find out, okay, what would you charge? A 1500 square foot home. What would you charge for interior paint? And if they're in the ballpark of a dollar per square foot, but I think you said we're paying like a dollar 10 now. Um, yeah. Dang inflation. No. <laughs> but if they're like in the ballpark of like fifteen hundred to seventeen hundred dollars, okay, let's keep talking. If they throw out like three grand, which some people do, right? Right. It's crazy. Three grand, are you kidding me? Then yeah. it's like burnt next. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and there was that one yeah, that one guy in Barstow or the whatever who um yeah, his prices were like double like what everybody else's were. Yeah. He just couldn't believe that we wouldn't work with him. It's so weird. So it's like, I paid that much for the house. Are you kidding me? All right. Yeah. So, you know, okay, yeah. so another thing I'll mention that I do ask for, and I've learned that from, from how we used to do things in the beginning, um, because we used to help our contractors find the subs that we wanted to use because we were trying to get certain prices for certain things like windows, a garage door, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I actually make sure that the general contractor gives me the whole bid overall. So it's like whether he has to sub out whatever he has to sub out, he still has to bring me the bid in full, including every single item, and he manages the overall project. Yes. Now, why do we do that? Well, because, well, one main thing is because I believe that it's easier for the contractor to have full control over everybody yep. that has to work underneath him because the more hands you start putting in the pot, things get confusing, the time frames get pushed off, and their responsibility is to start the project on this date and end it at this time. Boom. You can do whatever you need to do in the middle to make that happen, and it's up to you. We've done some things. We've had, you know, other partners and other things, and it's gotten really complicated at times, hasn't it? Yeah, it does. It's like, hey, this person, anyway, I won't even get into detail, <laughs> but it's, it can get crazy. It's so simple. Don't overcomplicate this. You have one general contractor. Sure. If you want to manage all the subs, have at it. 
I'm just telling you from our experience, have one general contractor. If you can manage multiple jobs, great. If you can only do one at a time, that's fine too. You'll eventually build into someone who can who can do more. Um, okay, so let's talk about referrals. Where could they get referrals? Probably from like an investment club, a real estate investment club, from other real uh, investors. You know, on the Facebook group. You know, unfortunately, uh, Carlos, our main man, is a little swamped right now. So don't, sorry, don't ask me for his contact information. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa's already like, okay, he, he needs to get on it. But yeah. Vanessa, do you not, okay, if, if someone were to say, hey, if you can find me in one week, um, I want, if you can find three really good contractors that fit all of this criteria in one week, I'll give you a million dollars. Do you think we could do it? Oh, yeah. No problem, right? Brand yeah. new people we've never met before. Yeah. Right? I mean, so it's yeah. very doable. I have a lot of people, oh, I can't do it. Yeah, no, it's like you can do it. Yeah. It's usually the person not understanding repairs or how to talk to the person, the, the contractor. Um, so, yeah, there's there's lots of ways, guys. Um, totally got this. Yeah. <laughs> well, even if like you also think like how you would hire when you're hiring anybody, you kind of go with the path of, of least resistance also, yeah. because it's like if you were to set up, say, like an interview day with all these different contractors and there's like six people and you said, here, give me a bid. You can tell just by the characteristics of how they communicate, the questions that they ask, like everything about who is going to be a fit. And you need to filter through all of those things, you know, and you can pretty quickly to find like one that you think is actually worth, you know, starting to work with. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's when I very first started real estate. Yeah. One day I had like five contractors show up and I staggered it a little bit. And after that one day, I kind of knew who I wanted to work with and who I didn't. Some were like too cheap. Like it's like, Whoa, like, do you even know what the heck you're doing? Like you're anyway, it's just kind of ridiculous. Like, I don't know if they were illegal anyway. So, <laughs> um, and then some were just like, show up in their nice truck and they're like super expensive. I'm like, okay, not what I'm looking for either. So, um, okay, cool. So what about, so you make sure they're, they're licensed and insured, maybe check references, maybe check some of their work, make sure, you know, you're on the same page as far as price goes and then just go have them go get you a bid, right? Yeah. Have them send you a bid and then you can look over the bid and we really, really like it to be what? Line item, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like asking you questions like yeah. guess what's on my mind. Why do we like it to be line item rather than just here's the the bid? Here you go. Yeah. Well then it's easier for you to see what they're charging for each item. Yeah. So when it, when their bid is too high, you can you can break it apart. Right. And we were able to do that with Ryan at first. And like you said, it's like, hey, your granite is too expensive. He's like, Well, I go here and do this. Okay, let's help you out. Let's try to work together, right? Let's improve your business, let's improve our business. So right. we knew of a cheaper granite guy. So we were able to tell let him know. And then we let him know about like our laminate wood flooring place, right? Right. And all these different things that helped him help us. Like we worked together on it, right? Yeah. Um, and then we brought Carlos aboard. Did he already know about all those places or? He did. That was the, that was a good thing about him. It's like we, we didn't, he didn't have to, he didn't take as much training as some of the others. Cause he actually, the way his business is structured, it, is exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. Um, he already had all of his subs. I, I actually have given him a couple subs 
anyways because he gave me a quote one time for like his windows let's say and I was like oh that's really high I said but here I have this other window guy that we have been using and these are his prices and he's like oh actually he's really good and now he uses our window guy for everything awesome awesome so once again though yeah we have a great guy but it's from taking action and doing and the other guys that we had yeah they couldn't manage multiple projects but they weren't any more expensive on the ones that they did so as you guys are getting started you're only going to be doing one at a time I mean, to start with, right? Anyway, so you can find these guys. And like Vanessa said, we could easily find three more people in like a week if we had to. Um, okay. So let's, uh, okay, let's talk about like payment and stuff. Like how, okay, also, see, there's so many things. This education is so good for me because I'm learning what I need to teach people. It's sometimes you get so used to it, you don't think about these things. When we buy a house, it's like hot potato, right? Yeah, we want to get the. Co- I mean, it's so easy. I see so many people buy a house and it sits there because they're busy and doing a bunch of other things. It makes me sick. So, <laughs> what is our goal all the time? To get them started as soon as possible yes. <laughs> and finish as quickly as possible. So, how are some ways that that we do that? We have it set up to where okay, we know a property is going to be closing. Then we have it set up for the contractor to pretty much go and rekey it the next day. Okay, yeah. So so ideally, they've already walked through the house. They've already come with their bid. They've already got their guys ready. They rekey it the next day, and then they start working right away, the day that we close, right? Right. Um, and then their goal, yeah, they got to get that work done. How much does like a typical rehab, like a standard rehab take us? Like a $20,000, 1,500-square-foot home rehab? Oh, like three weeks. Like three weeks, right? Yeah. In and out. Boom. And then once we finish, I'm not going to go too much into after the rehab, but... From there, we got to get that thing cleaned, pictures taken, and enlisted, right? And the contractor mm-hmm. is in charge of cleaning it as well. Right. Um, they're in charge of overseeing all of that, that entire process, right? Yeah. Um, we don't want to have to walk through them with them on the house and come up with a punch list. Oh, you didn't finish this? No. Walk through it yourself. Get it done, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although we do do little walkthroughs, but that's more just to make sure that it's ready for our pictures. And like yeah, I know. We'll... we'll the, the the agent usually does our agent usually do a walkthrough yeah. right yeah. um but i don't want to have to walk through a house and have like 20 more items that they have to take another week to finish yeah be no. incredibly frustrating no that would be unacceptable actually yes okay <laughs> very good so okay that's so that's good on contractors if you guys have more questions hit us up in the facebook group in the the next fell forward fast program we will i'll be interviewing some of my contractors at least one of them um as well. And we'll, we'll just do like a more of a deep dive into this kind of stuff. So, um, okay, well payment real quick. So how, I I know you mentioned payment. Usually I think a deposit is like 10%. How did we go about using, doing materials and doing payment at the beginning and how do we do it now? Okay. Uh, So in the beginning, we actually purchased all the material ourselves. So the contractor would actually go and pull all the stuff, say from Home Depot. Um, Really, we tried to make it happen in one, maybe two trips, <laughs> and then we would yeah. do a phone pay. <laughs> and it was a pain sometimes, huh? Because oh yeah, because it was like, it. oh, I forgot this, I, I forgot got it this, I forgot this, and after a while, we're like, I don't want to hear about that anymore. We'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like there was a point where it was like all day I was getting calls from Home Depot, totally. um, especially when you have like a few different people, you know, a few different contractors doing the same thing. Yep. So. No, at first with Home Depot, I mean, you would give them the credit card over the phone, right? And then we right. changed that to where they had it with them. So they no. just had to call us to get it approved. Oh, right. Right? They okay. had it, like We had like an account. No? Um, 
Well, we had an account set up, but no, we, they still had to call for the card number. Did they? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But so, I'm just letting people know that's an option. You know, your contractors go, they pull the materials, and then they call and they let you know what they have. They can send you a receipt and then you can pay for it over the phone. Right. And that's what they did. They would fax us a receipt every time. And really on accounting purposes, it's kind of a, a little bit of a mess too because yeah. you have like all these faxed receipts and, you know, all these different amounts and it just is a lot. And so. all these little things, they're okay if it's your first couple houses. But if you want to create the machine that we're talking about, your goal is to remove all the little moving parts. Every single, that's, and that's what I do. I see a moving part, something that's taken a lot of our time. It seems small, but it really adds up. And once yeah. you move that, it takes, doesn't, it takes a little more work to create that system at first, right, Vanessa? Yeah. But then mm-hmm. once you create it, all of a sudden it's like, uh-huh. I mean, it's amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. To where it's like the contractors and the bids aren't even really an issue right now. Yeah. I just get them, go through it, approve it, and then they go. Which for a lot of people, that's like their main thing is dealing yeah. with contractors. Right. Um, well, okay, so let's talk about that. They, they send you the bid. Mm-hmm. And we, it's like, you know, we talk on the price list and we're going to go through the price list here in more detail, but it's almost like you don't even totally need to use the price list anymore, right? Because you already know where they're going to be. Yeah. So how does that work? How, how does it work when we get a house and we already know the contractor is going to do it for us? Like we don't get three bids. You don't meet them out there. You don't do the scope of work with them. How does this work? It's crazy. I know. Well, see, that's the thing about the price list initially. It establishes the consistency with them Yes. to where their bids and their pricing and labor costs for certain things are pretty much the same every time. Okay. So, and they know you're going to call them out for it. You know, if their paint yeah. is not a dollar ten per square foot, you know, they're going to hear from you. Yeah. Like, and see, they don't want to no. hear from you. <laughs> they do not so want to hear from you. Beginning, her, that's what, how it, huh? Yeah. So yeah, believe me, they do not want to hear from her. No. <laughs> what did one guy call you? A pit bull? That's yeah. another contractor we forgot about, huh? Yeah. Like, oh, that's, yeah, that's right. That's funny. Vanessa, uh-huh. she's a pit bull, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> it comes out sometimes, but it has to. It has to. You have to. I have not known one successful entrepreneur or house flipper investor who cannot, who, who cannot sometimes be um, very straightforward. Yeah. You have to nicely. be. Yeah. <laughs> You just have to call it how it is. And you have to be willing to do that. Right. Um, and, I, you know, I'm very easy to work with. I can yep. be very nice about stuff. I have a great attitude. I love positive, um, you know, working environments. And I would love for that to be like that on the same page all the time. But you have to keep it that way. And if something, you know, goes astray, then you have to point it out because that's how it works. So. Yeah, it has to. Otherwise, <laughs> your business will fall apart. Yeah. You know, I used to be a little more of a pushover when I started my satellite dish business. But after $120,000 of debt and my partner not doing his share, anyway, I won't get into detail, but you very quickly realize if I want to be able to take care of my family and myself and create this business, I cannot let these things happen. So, right. Um, okay. So the way I recommend people to start out by paying these guys is pay them a little deposit up front, pay for the materials, and then pay them a couple more payments as you go, Right. Yeah. But we are to the point on most of our standard rehabs. What do we do, Vanessa? We they buy all the materials themselves, right? Yeah. And we give them what fifty percent of the total yeah. um, payment up front. Yeah. And part of the reason we're able to do that is number you know look we're in a situation where if someone did walk with ten grand, it's not the end of the world for us. Okay. 
But number two, like we, they're working on multiple projects. So we owe them money for other projects. Like they're not going to do that. Right. Plus they want continuous work from us. Plus we could sue them. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so for us, it's so much easier to pay them half up front, half in the end. Right. right. Mm -hmm. And we do, we, we do the appliances ourselves, right? We pay for the appliances. We do. We have a system set up with our appliance company. They have our credit card on file and then they just send us the invoice. Do you call to order those or does our, do our contractors order those? Um, we do. We started doing that that way before. Like I gave the contractor the contact information because I thought it would be easier for them to set up the date and like everything. And then they just send us, send me the invoice and we kind of approve it and then they can go pick it up. But that got a little hectic. Um, that's one thing that they can't really manage uh, because sometimes they couldn't get a hold of the appliance guy and then they're calling me saying they can't get a hold of him. So I have it set up with um, the appliance person where we can just send them an email with the appliances that we need. Um, and then they put it on will call and we just okay. let the contractor know. There was a while where you were managing, I mean, appliances and granite. And there's several different vendors that you right. were trying to manage. And that was just a pain trying yeah. to coordinate all that. And then the, the guy doesn't show up and then you got to call. It's like you're the middle person. So we just eliminated yeah. all of that. Right. Um, okay. Let's get into the nitty gritty here. Let's go through this price list. Now, guys, I want to make it clear. Vanessa and I were talking about this before. Look, in like 10 more minutes here, you are not going to learn every single thing there is to know about rehabbing a house. I mean, people go to school to learn how to become a project manager for years, right? Um, but we're going to give you a lot of information and a lot of things that will help you have a really good idea. Um, and then there's some things that you kind of, Vanessa, you were saying you kind of like just keep learning little things as you go, right? Yeah. Um, so let's just go through like a lot of the basic things. As long as people can have a good handle on that. Oh, you were saying different contractors too might be a little bit different, but the price list will give you an idea of where you need to be. And then as they get your bid, you can kind of line item it, go through it, see where they're off, see where and you kind of meet at a, a happy place, right? Right. I actually even remember when Carlos first sent you our, his first bid. And I think you were a little bit frustrated because it wasn't exactly how we like it done, right? Yeah. And I said, well, hold on. You know, he has his company too. Like if we want to do big business with a big person, let's see how he does it. Let's try to make it easy for him as well. And then we'll kind of meet in the middle. I think that's kind of what we've done with him. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. So let's go through this list. You, you started off um, with, with carpet. It says, Demo of carpet, labor only. And it's a small, medium, large. Explain that to me. Okay, so you have a small house, medium house, and then a larger house. What does a small mean? Like a 1,000 square feet or less? Yeah. Okay, and the medium, like 1,500, 1,000 to 1,500 square feet, 1,200 yeah. to 15 around there. Yeah. And large is like 18, or, or, is, or is medium up to 2,000? No, medium is about 15, because once okay. you get to 16, 1,700 square feet, it is a, a larger house. Yeah. Because so, we're not, for the most part, rehabbing too many, like, 3,000. We do a couple, but not too many houses that are that big. So, yeah, small, medium, large, demo of carpet. Now, we didn't used to include, like, demo, but I think it started to become an issue, right? Sometimes we get char, and then we're like, okay, we need to include this as a line item, right? Yeah. So what does that mean by demo of carpet, labor only? So that's just them removing the carpet out of the room. Removing not material or And insulation. hauling it away, too, right? Or yeah. is that separate? Um, the, 
Hollyway is separate because that's more considered like a trash out. So this okay. is actually just the labor cost of them removing it. Okay, sounds good. So that okay, seventy five dollars, a hundred dollars, one hundred twenty five. Medium, small, medium, large. Okay. Installation of blinds, labor only. What is the cost? So for a small, it's seventy dollars. Medium is eighty five. The large is a hundred. Okay. And what do blinds usually cost? Do we know that? Um, on a standard house, I'd say they're about four to five hundred for the faux wood blinds. Okay. Faux wood, is that what we use? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is good for Wait. you to know. See, I'm learning here too, guys. <laughs> it's funny because we actually, well, in certain areas we do put blinds for sure. Um, but in a lot of them, we actually started to not use them. And if you ever are having something to cut off your bid because of where your budget's at, that's probably one of the first things you should cut out. Okay. So we don't always use blinds. They kind of they kind of clean it up, make it look nice. But sometimes it's kind of, I think it's, uh, what's that saying? Six one, a dozen, half a dozen the other, meaning 50-50. Your, your face and your look, you're like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> Usually it's an older saying. Older people say it. So. <laughs> um, my dad is somebody's just saying to me the other day. So, um, okay, so blinds are are optional, but you said we spend about four to five hundred dollars. Where do we get those? Someone asked me that in the mastermind group, actually. Um, Home Depot. Just Home Depot. Okay. Yeah. Easy peasy. So those are kind of like middle of the road blinds. Yeah, or they just... look the nicest and they're the least expensive. Okay, what are those called again? Faux wood. Faux wood. Yeah. It's not like pho, like what you eat the food. Like anyway. I think it's like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it really is that. Okay. All right. So interior paint here on the list, it says a dollar. We'll fix that probably before we even send it to you guys. So right now we're paying about a dollar ten per square foot, right? Mm-hmm. So otherwise, if someone's, if you're doing a 1500 square foot home, you know, and th- to make, make it clear, this is not a dollar per square foot. Like you don't take the wall and here's a square foot on the wall, right? It's just the size of the house. Don't overcomplicate. We can't overcomplicate this. That would be crazy. Right. Can you imagine the contractors measuring every wall to try to come up with what the cost of paint would be? No. <laughs> that would be that would be way more than fifteen hundred square feet. So if the house itself is fifteen hundred square feet, we're paying like a dollar ten for interior paint um, per square foot. So that'd be just over fifteen hundred dollars, and that includes labor and material. Right. Right. So for some of these things, now let me go back to the blinds and the carpet. This says labor only. Well, let's, let's talk about the blinds. But then we just pay for whatever the cost of material was, right? Right. And do they send us a receipt for that? Or do we just kind of know at this point what the cost is? Yeah. In the beginning, I've had them send me all the receipts just uh-huh. so I can keep them honest. But we've been working with them for so long. They're pretty on point. And once you start reviewing enough bids over time, you can almost tell when something's not right. Very true. So yeah, but at the beginning, we did have them send us all the receipts. So we were essentially reimbursing them for the materials and then paying them for their labor, except for some things. For for paint, it was all uh, included. We didn't want to deal with that. It was just easier because then you got buckets of paint left over and you no, know, they can use that for whatever they want, right? Yeah. That's why we did that. Um, okay, where do we get our paint? Do you know? Or do the contractors just get it? Um, We do, for exterior paint, we use Home Depot, like a bare paint. Um, for our cabinets, if we were to paint them, we use, I believe it's a bare paint also. Um, for the interior paint, we use Vista paint. Okay. Uh, because the the thickness of the paint, 
they they have found for when they paint the interior i think i don't know if it was bare paint but it took an extra coat in order for it to be a finished product and with vista paint we found that the consistency of the paint was thicker so you didn't have to do as many coats vanessa there's so much you should teach all these guys man I know. <laughs> so much it's funny. I don't realize how much I know until I start talking about Isn't it. It's amazing that like three years. Wait, no. It was like, when was it that I had you start managing the projects? Was it two years ago? Um, Almost about, yeah, like three. Because oh, I'm going to my fourth three, right huh? now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, time flies. And I just remember like, you didn't know anything. I mean, no. it's okay. I yeah. didn't either, really. I still don't. <laughs> and um, you just went for it, right? Anyway. Yeah. Awesome. I just want people to know that, like, Vanessa does not have a degree in managing projects or estimating repairs or rehabbing houses. Do you have any experience rehabbing houses before working with me? No. No, none. Okay, good. Or working with contractors or anything. Nothing at all. So, anyway, okay. We already talked about it, so I, wanna, I can go on. I can, this can be way long. I know you guys have had a long week, so we're going <laughs> to try to bust this out here. Um, okay, so let's talk about the exterior paint. Now, this was kind of interesting as we got started because some houses need the full body paint. Some houses just need the eaves. Some need the fascia. And then we come across a lot of, um, like, uh, what's it called? In the back of the house? Like, anyway, patios. There we go. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's that word? Okay, yeah. so let's talk about what's the typical cost of painting. Uh, well, the exterior is a dollar per square foot as well. But that includes eaves and fascia, right? Yes. And the body. So all the walls, basically. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if it was just the ease and the fascia, depending on the size of the house, will probably range like 600 to, you know, 1400 kind of just depending. It's, yeah. If it's just the ease and the fascia. Yeah. And like a meet, a regular size house, like a 1500 square foot house. Right. Um, instead of being $1,500, it's going to be about half of that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. It so is. I would say probably about 50 cents of that goes towards just painting the wall and 50 cents goes towards painting the ease and the fascia. And then if you have a, a patio on top of that, what do we usually pay to paint the patios? Um, I honestly, I'm, I'm not sure, but off the top of my head, it's not that much. I think it would be like $500. Yeah, I was like four or $500. Yeah. Is, and it depends how big it is. If it's smaller, you could probably get away with two or three. I remember yeah. at the beginning, we tried to kind of fight that. But over time, I think we realized it does take a lot of work. So yeah. we try to, you know, we try to be fair. Um, okay, cool. Installation of new interior doors, labor only. So that's $50 per door. Okay. That's actually pretty accurate with most contractors. Okay. And then how about how much does it cost for a door? New door. Oh... How many have we installed? Like a hundred. Like <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. <laughs> no, let's talk about this. Like, why Why do you not know all these? I, no, I'm just curious. You're, you're managing all the houses. I don't care. Yeah. It's getting done. Well, there's so many different materials, and I've just gotten to such a, a comfortable point of yeah. what the bids are and where yeah. they come in at that it just kind of flows for it me. It works. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. I feel you. I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to help other people understand because I know they're going to ask questions. So I want to make sure. And Stephen, I I don't order the materials, so it's like I don't see the actual number. Yeah. You know, all the time. So. But probably about a hundred dollars for doors, interior doors. Yeah. And then exterior doors. Um. How much is exterior door? Those are expensive, actually. Yeah. More expensive. They're like two fifty. 
Okay. And installation is a hundred dollars. Yeah. Okay. Repair to doors is about 25. Cause yeah, a lot of times there's a door that, what do they do to repair it usually if it needs repairs? Well, that's just more like if there's like a little hole yeah, or like some kind of scratches like or something, then they kind of fill it in and, and buff it out so they can okay. paint over it. But okay. you don't, that doesn't always look the best. You have to be kind of careful when you choose to do yes. that. Yes, I agree. So uh, if there's a hole, usually you want to replace it. Um, yeah. Installation of all new lighting. What does that mean? It says labor only. So that is just the labor it takes to go in and change change out all the light fixtures and okay. install the new ones. So when you say fixtures, you're talking about like what the light bulb is in. Yeah, like the, the ceiling fan or the dome light or the chandelier or the vanity light. Okay. And typically we'll go through and we'll replace a lot of those because a lot of them look old, right? Yeah, I'd say majority of the time you replace all of them. Yeah, and like new fixtures. So yeah. for the labor of that, um, it's about, I'm sorry, I lost my place. How much is that? So small is 75, medium's 85, large is about 100. Okay, so those are light fixtures. Now, that doesn't include, like, the light switch thingy, right? No. Outlet? No. Right. Okay, that's separate. Do we have that on here? Yeah, that is... Okay, it's down here. I'm kind of jumping ahead, but that's okay. Switch right. out all outlets and light switches. Labor only, 175, medium, 250. Yeah. Okay. And how much do those little things cost? They're pretty inexpensive. Um, I think they're like a dollar, maybe less. Each a dollar? Yeah. I thought they were like, yeah, like a quarter like, or less. So anyway, ha- okay. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll be more prepared for the real one, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> we well, fix houses. We just like don't know what that. we're doing. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, no, honestly, though, like we look at a house and we just know what it's going to cost to be fixed up. And we're usually right within like a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. if our contractors are, they're bringing us the, the, telling us what it costs, um, it's kind of in line with everything we're seeing. Like, okay, that looks good. The numbers make sense. Boom. Moving on. Yeah. Time is money. <laughs> like, we don't like to haggle. We like, you know, look, sometimes they work with us when they need to. And I don't know. It's just, it's just beautiful. Yeah, it is. Well, because in the beginning, I looked at every single receipt. I did see like the, you know what I mean? I The breakdown of each specific yeah. little item just to even like the drain that you're using in the kitchen, you yeah. know? Yeah. But you develop that trust with them over time as well. And their bids are pretty, you can tell when it's off. Yeah. Just- and so many people look at that as like, oh, you might be losing a few dollars here or there. No, we're focused on opportunity. What opportunity are we missing if we are so focused on, oh no, he charged me 10 more cents for the... No, like the okay, bam, bam, bam. Here it's it's itemized. That looks good. Looks good. Looks good. Looks good. Okay. Oh, this is off a little bit. Okay. Okay. Boom. Get it done. Next. Right. Let's yeah. go buy some more houses. Right. Yeah. Go get <laughs> Kale going, man. Get that guy going. Go buy us a house. <laughs> I know he's gonna watch this too. So. He has like a big head now because I said I love him on the podcast. And anyway, that was before he sent. Well, I thought it was $2,000 worth, but only $600 worth, I guess, of mail to the wrong demographic. <laughs> All right. Okay. What do we have next here? Okay. okay. This one. Um, okay. You did lighting, installation of carpet. What does carpet cost? Actually, majority of the time, it's about $13 um, per yard. With one of my contractors, it's about 
15, but that's just because of the carpet source that he has. So that's where you kind of, there's give and take, and that's kind of goes back to that whole point. But majority of the time, I'd say it's about 13 to $14 per yard. Let's break that down to, because there's so many different kinds of carpet. So labor per yard is about how much? Do you know? I, uh, I think I know. I yeah, think. it's about $3. Sorry, I had an itch. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's like three, three fifty around yeah. there, right? Because the carpet material that we buy is like like eight or nine dollars. It's like eight or nine dollars. It's like it's like a dollar per square foot, or yeah, like nine dollars per square yard because there's nine <laughs> square feet in a square yard, right? I'm pretty sure three times three. Okay, so <laughs> we usually get our carpet from Home Depot, right? Or we used to? Do we, we not do. anymore? Mm-hmm. What kind of what, what's the what's that called? Uh, fireworks. And it's ninety nine cents per square foot, right? It used to be. Anyway. Um, well, I go by yard. So okay, 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 good, good. <laughs> actually, it's like eight fifty, like, I think, per yard. Okay, okay. So yeah, about ninety nine, about about a dollar per square foot. Okay. Um, and padding. What kind of padding do we use? I don't know the kind of padding, okay. but but there, it's we use like a there's like different thickness levels. We use like a medium one, right? Yeah, it is the medium one. Okay. Very good. My son's yelling, Dad, I want to play on your computer. See, this is kind of an example of how much the contractors end up doing and they're responsible yeah, for. Yeah. They know what we're looking for, but there's just certain things. It's not like I depend on them because if I didn't have them, I could totally go do it myself. Yeah. But I'm at that level with them where they know what we want and then they just make sure okay. that we get it. Well, this is this is really good. I mean, for, for the big, and this is why we're doing the beta program, is so... I can do these things, get it out there. And then you guys give me more feedback on what more you want to know. I mean, I do think it's kind of interesting for you to hear Vanessa and I talking because you can see what you can build your business into with these relationships. And you can see that I don't worry about these details. I mean, Vanessa, I kind of do worry about details, but I kind of don't, right? Isn't that, it's kind of interesting. Like, I don't want to deal with the details, but I want to look at my business overall and make sure everything is functioning. Like, I don't like to be included in, an email I shouldn't be included in, or I like—I don't know. It's weird. I'm trying to figure out if I'm detail-oriented or not. What do you think, Emily? <laughs> you are, but you—you ha- <laughs> have—you're really good. Not like letting things go, but you're really good at when you train somebody. You train them in a way to where you are kind of able to let go, and then you know. I mean, we've been doing this for so long that you know. But every once in a while, you still check up with me and get an update fully yeah. on certain things, just to make sure you you understand what's going on. Sure but I'm, I'm still uh, making money, right? Yeah. <laughs> Things aren't falling apart now. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Let's talk about the laminate wood flooring. This is huge for us. We use, oh, actually, no carpet. Kate. Okay. Uh, we are appliances, labor only. So, the, yeah, once again, another little issue. It's like the appliances show up. It takes time, right? We've got to pay those guys to install them. So we pay for the appliances. What do those cost? What do our appliances cost? Uh, for dishwasher, stove, and like a microwave hood, it's like 1100 Okay. So it's like $1,100 for dishwasher, stove, microwave, hood. Do we install microwaves or just hoods? Well, it's a microwave with the hood underneath it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Duh. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, microwave, hood, like 1100 bucks. Nice. Where do we get those? R&B appliances. R&B appliances. Okay. So for those of you who are in you know, California, then you can check them out as well. Are they in any other states? I'm not sure. They're a pretty big wholesale distributor. They're... I actually, I don't think so, but... Do you remember that one guy we used to get appliances from? <laughs> oh, yes. That's so funny. <laughs> we don't know, like, where he got them from, and looking back, we're like, 
did he steal those? (laughs) (laughs) One time he was like in jail and he's trying to get my brother-in-law to like bail him out and stuff who also bought appliances for anyway don't mess with that kind of stuff guys like what a pain huh Vanessa like call on to see what appliances he had yeah and like sometimes he had what we needed sometimes he didn't sometimes it's just like random stuff and then meeting him somewhere to pay for him like dude pay the extra hundred bucks go with a source that you know will always have exactly what you need every time you're paying the same amount don't think that you're like saving yourself all this money when you're costing yourself a lot in time and frustration right? right um okay let's talk about laminate wood flooring we use laminate wood flooring on almost every single house we do right yes um we like to now there's kind of a debate on using laminate wood flooring in kitchen and bathrooms what are we doing these days we do tile in the kitchen and bathrooms and then wood laminate in the living areas in the hallway and then carpet in the bedroom okay we used to do it throughout the kitchen and bathrooms as well usually right yes why did we change that there were a couple incidences where the actually after we sold the house on one incident, the dishwasher um, broke or it yeah. leaked and it flooded the guy's house. Yeah, um, and it was this huge, like, you know, the insurance was getting involved. We actually had to deal with it for a while. Um, fortunately, we didn't really have to do too much except for get a new dishwasher for him, which was already under warranty. So, yeah. but they the wood the wood laminate damages really easy when the water hits it. Yeah, okay. It really starts to warp pretty quickly. You know, it's funny. My dad told me that from day one, and I didn't listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. All right. Um. So, what do we pay for that? So it's two dollars and forty five cents per square foot. Uh, material and labor. I believe the material is about like ninety nine cents. Okay. Okay, so material and labor. So if you break it down, the labor is like a dollar forty-five more or less. Right. Okay. Um, and what kind? What kind do we use? There's different kinds, right? We use it. It's, uh, it's like has a distressed look on it. Yeah, we like the distressed kind. Yeah. Um, laminate flooring distressed. What color? Do we know the color? Um, Asian cypress, um, mocha. I like the darker colors. Okay. Um, but sometimes we do like this walnut olive color which is a lot lighter. So kind of depending on the house that it goes into okay, and the kind of effect we want with the design. Cause if it's like a really small house, I'll use a lighter one because it's so little, yeah. it kind of helps brighten it up, but. Okay, cool. Um, and then, okay. So, Oh, what about, I'm not seeing, um, baseboards. We do baseboards in just about all of our houses as well. Right. Right. That is a dollar per linear foot. Okay, for linear foot, guys, just make sure you you know that recognize that, and that includes installation as well, right? There's a little discrepancy there because I think in the beginning that's what we were charging was labor and material, um, but I I kind of well it was one area where a lot of the a couple of the other contractors they just wouldn't budge on that, so it actually ended up just being labor. After there are several contractors that won't budge, you start to realize like okay, that's probably the going rate. Right, you're always just trying to improve. Yeah, you're always trying to improve your your prices and and but make sure everybody's happy. Because um, in the end, it all still falls around the same, to be honest. And there's just certain areas you do end up having to work with when it comes to certain things. Okay, so it's probably like a dollar fifty. I mean, yeah. materials. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we use like a medium grade, right? Nothing too fancy. Yeah, it's from Home Depot. I think they're about. Like a width of three inches. 
Okay. Four inches. Okay. Um, all right. We already talked about outlets. Did we go over granite? Um, so granite, um, I'll add to this list. Okay. We, the person that we get it from, they are, they go by like a nine foot slab. Um, depending on the grade, it's about three fifty dollars to $500 per nine foot slab. Okay. So what are the, there's like three different grades, right? Yes. There's like A, B, and C. A, B, and C. And what do we use in most of our houses? Uh, B, we which is B. about three seventy five. Three seventy five per slab. And you said a slab is nine feet. Yes. How many slabs does it usually take to do a house, like a standard home? Three or more. Three or more. Okay. So you got the kitchen. You usually do mm-hmm. like two in the kitchen. Yeah. One in the bathroom. The bathrooms usually like you can split them, so you can take one and then maybe do half and half. Okay. And then, okay, so how much does that cost again? So, Three. So on average, your granite should be about eighteen hundred to twenty five hundred dollars. Eighteen hundred to twenty five hundred dollars. Um, do we put granite in all of our houses? Most of the t- yes. If we're changing the countertop, we're putting granite or quartz. We're starting to get said, into. The- if we're changing the the countertop, first right. of all. So we don't always change. How do we determine if we're going to change the countertop or not? Depending on the area and the market and what we're comparing to. But even in some of our lower end houses, we change the granite. Almost every time. Almost every time we change. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if it's for mica, we're always going to change it. If the countertops are chipped, we're always going to change them. If it's a really low end area and has really nice tile or decent granite, of course, then we don't change it. Right. Other than that, we pretty much always change it. Yeah. Because some people walk into a house and granite used to be a lot more expensive and it's not, but it's like, especially in these lower end areas, it's like, oh, granite, you know? Yeah. I mean, no one walks into a house and says, look at that Formica. It's beautiful. You know? So if you can get that done for how much do you say? Like a thousand something? How much does it typically cost for the whole house? Oh, like like say 15 or like 1800 to 2500. Okay. You know, a couple thousand dollars if, I mean, sometimes it can, I don't know, make a big difference. Now, you mentioned quartz. So on some of these higher-end houses, um, that's kind of becoming kind of the thing, right? It is. Okay. It is a little bit more expensive. I'd say it's maybe about $50 more expensive. Okay, so it's not that bad. Not too no. much more expensive. Some can be. Like, it really depends on how far you really go, especially when you get into, like, the higher, higher-end stuff. But, yeah. you know, in a three hundred dollars to $400,000 home... If that's the style that fits that area, okay. then that's what we'll use. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Um, okay. Let's talk really quickly. Oh, man. It's taking way longer than I thought. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> let's go through some of these other expenses we talked about. You talked about lighting, like canned lights and stuff like that. How much does that usually cost? About 480 to 580 material and labor to do can lights in the kitchen. That's probably like four to six can lights. Four to six can lights, okay. Does that include, you know, sometimes they do the little decorative thing up there. Does that include that or no? That's like a separate thing, right? Yeah, it would be separate, but it's not much more. Okay. You could probably do that for an extra like 150 bucks or something. Okay, so fan, how much is, you, you have fans on here. I just oh, fans. so fans. standard, we do like these little white ceiling fans. Uh, material and labor, you can get them for like $75 for the bedrooms. Okay. Um, a nicer one we'll do like in the master bedroom or like in the living room for about 140. Okay, perfect. Um, and then you have faucets down here. Yeah. 95. Right. Material labor. Just like a, a sink faucet, right? 
Yeah. Um, I think it's like 30. Okay, that's material and labor. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Say, like, with one of our contractors, he combines material and labor. Okay. But if I look at all of his bids and we use the same material for the, most of our houses, yeah. um, that faucet will be $95 across the board across for each the house. board, which is what yeah. we want. We want standardization. So um, now we used to use cheaper faucets, but we found if we use a, just, like, a little more expensive, not much more, just a few dollars more, it looks a lot nicer, right? Yeah. So these little things. and. I've inc- I'm including a list, guys, of all of our SKU numbers that we use for all of our fixtures, all of the plumbing, all the electrical, all the lighting. Um, take what you like. Use what you like. If you don't, then don't. Yeah. The point is, is you want the cheapest material that looks the best. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Unless you're doing like really higher end or, or something like yeah. that. But- and you can go like when we kind of started doing this, like I went through Home Depot and actually looked at everything <laughs> and picked out you know the ones yeah. that so it's okay if you do that left. the first time around or whatnot if people want to but, even take our list and compare what we have versus what they might want to use right yeah um what color of paint do we use again i know we're backtracking here uh smoky taupe is the main one smoky you kind of cut out smoky what smoky taupe smoky taupe that's a funny one <laughs> <laughs> what's, so yeah. what's the other one uh mesa taupe Mesa Taupe. Okay. That was the exterior. We actually... Uh, smoky Taupe was, is for the interior. Yeah. Right? Okay. And then, got it. Mesa if you, you could go, because um, we've been picking different colors for the exterior. Um, well... Yeah, because exterior depends on, like, yeah, the location and the other houses around and stuff like that, right? Yeah. But you could go, like, on online to, like, Bear Paint has okay. a website. And you can see all their color palettes. And they actually show you examples of what the houses look like painted with that color. Oh, awesome. um, and that's what kind of what we've been doing. And then that way we can actually pick the name of the color with the palette and just send it to the contractor. Awesome. And then we, we you can do that as well on interior. And I remember it took us several houses before we finalized kind of a paint color that we like. Yeah. We went through several colors. So, yeah, you can do that too. And you can do that on Vista paints as well, right? I think so. Okay, cool. Um. All right. Fan. Okay, let's talk about. You said sprinkler system on here. I know some of these are kind of random. How much does a sprinkler system usually cost to put in? Like six fifty. Six fifty. How about sod? About twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Like an average size front yard, right? Does that include like a few plants, or is that just for sod? That's pretty much just sod. A couple of plants, maybe like two fifty, if you wanted to just say like add some vegetation. It's like usually I mean fifteen hundred bucks. A lot of a lot of the areas we buy in, like we don't even do a lot of landscaping just because it's not required up in the desert area. But right. yeah, I mean you can do a pretty nice um, little landscaping for fifteen hundred up to two thousand dollars, right? Yeah, no problem. Um, okay, let's talk about some of these other. Let's talk about um, AC heating. So for standard size, like twelve hundred to maybe eighteen hundred square feet. You should be able to get full heating and air for about forty eight hundred to fifty two hundred. Okay. Um, how about roofing? About forty five hundred to fifty five hundred for about a standard size house, thirteen hundred to seventeen hundred square feet. Um, that that is actually because you can have up to three layers on a roof. Um, if you're doing three? a new roof, I was thinking of yeah. two. Okay. If there if there is three, no. It is two. You can add the third layer. Okay. But if there's three, then you can't do four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but 
And if this you is composition, a composition roof, obviously. Yes. You're not going to take a tile roof and do three layers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tile roofs get really expensive, actually. Okay, but so a composition roof, forty-five to fifty-five hundred dollars labor and material. Right. And then, um, if you have to like take off what's existing mm-hmm. and relayer it. it Yes. That's close you have to, to consider the hallway, any of the sheathing underneath, or any other repairs you have to do before you lay it down. That could go up to about 7000 And then a lot of times, Vanessa, we just have some roof repair, right? Some fix yeah. work and stuff like that. And that's typically more or less, what is that usually? Uh, like 600 to 1200 600 1200 yeah, it ranges. But after, it's funny, after a while, it's kind of all about the same, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. How about yeah. windows? Let's see. Windows... Um, to rewindow a whole house, like standard size, is about three thousand. Okay. Two to three thousand. Aren't windows like, if, like about two hundred bucks each? Or yeah, like two fifty. It's like two fifty each. Does that include material? Material and labor. Material and labor. Okay. Um, how about if we had to like re? Usually we don't have to like do like replumb a house or re do redo the electrical. But what if we had to do that? Then you're getting into like mid two thousands, mid three thousand range. Yeah, it's kind of expensive, huh? I mean, yeah, it adds, it adds up. So that's for plumbing and electrical, or how much right. is electrical? About the same for each one. <laughs> yeah, about the same for each one. Um, how about like do pool pool work? We've got a pool. What if we have to replace some equipment? Um, if you have to, well, replacing the equipment, you could probably stay around like the thousand fifteen hundred range. Okay. New equipment is. Like probably around there, depending on the size of the house, really. Okay. okay. How about replastering? About three thousand. About three thousand. Okay. And guys, if you have a pool like that looks like it needs some work, take these numbers into consideration when you're making your initial bid on the house. Uh, when you're making your offer, I mean, and then have a contractor, or a pool person, go out and inspect it and check it out. How much does it cost, Vanessa, to to clean a pool? Have a pool cleaned? Just like on a monthly service. Yeah. Oh, like 100, 125 a month. 125. How about to have someone like mow your lawn and maintain the properties you're trying to sell it? Um, about $75. About 75 bucks a month, huh? Yeah. Um, maybe 100. It's funny you say that because we're actually uh, going in between different landscapers <laughs> to mow our lawn. So we're kind of experiencing that pricing right now. Okay. And then, but the contractor deals with all that, right? Or no? I guess. <laughs> It's kind of well, we have to maintain. Yeah, for the most part, yes. But what we have found is we have so many properties in different areas that need to have consistent maintenance. Yeah. And his landscaper doesn't go to certain areas when it comes to just maintaining it over a month's period. Okay. So we decided to actually create one of our own little side landscapers to do all of our maintenance. I, lo- I love that you're doing the stuff I didn't even know about. Great. Guys. <laughs> Beautiful. Someday, guys, work hard. You'll get it up there. Um, house cleaning. Did we talk about house cleaning? I don't think so. Uh, it's a, like a medium house is like 150, I think. I, well, here you have small, medium, large, 100, 125, and 150. Okay. Is that it's about page? 125 usually, maybe 150. Okay, cool. Um, okay. Look, guys, so here, here's my goal, my objective here. Once again, you're not going to learn every single little detail about fixing houses, I already last week included, you know, the price per square foot thing. So review those videos if you still want to learn more about that. Um, we're going to keep coming out with videos of houses next time. If, there are going to be some time I'm going to go with these guys. And Vanessa did a really good job last time, actually. 
Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Kyle needs some work on his. It's like two seconds long. But I want you to kind of see how quickly we come up with these numbers. I want you to kind of see, you know, Vanessa and I, we didn't have every single answer for everything, but I want you to see kind of how the interacting, the interactings here and um, just kind of a candid conversation about, about how we go about some of these things. So this has been longer than I planned on, but that's okay. I'm going to, I think this is the only video I'm going to do for today other than the introduction. Um, if you have questions, hit us up in the Facebook. Try not to distract Vanessa too much because she's running my entire business, as you can see. So. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do have a question for her, maybe we'll allocate a couple minutes every other day or something for her to go in there and, and answer those, you know, if you mention her name. I think you're on their net right now, Vanessa. You're yeah, I there. just got on there. So did you even have Facebook before? I did. Oh, okay. Okay. We, <laughs> but I, yeah. <laughs> we just try to keep our personal lives separate, right? You, 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 yeah, really? Yes. And so I did, I've been meaning to make a business profile because yeah. I feel like it was just more appropriate. And then I, I, now it kind of pushed me to actually do it. So. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm not going to spy on you and realize, you know, all the wild things you do. It's a- the other Vanessa that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's really so simple and like not even a big deal. It just I'm I'm joking. I, I know you spend 95% of your time working anyway. But- <laughs> yeah. All right. When are you going to go on that trip? I've been thinking about it actually in right. this last week of kind of what I want to do. So I'm, I'm paying for Vanessa to go on a trip from last year, and she just. Wants to keep working. That's all she wants to do. No, I'm just joking. No, she has a lot of fun. She's really cool. Guys, she's available, by the way. Are you still available? <laughs> all right. I'll let you go. I'll let you go. All Thanks. right. Thanks, Vanessa. You're awesome. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Need funding for your deals? Looking to take your current house flipping business to the next level? Anchor Loans is one of only two companies that we currently are using to get our house flipping deals funded. Whether you're looking to get partial or full funding, Anchor Loans has a program that will work for you. For more information, visit anchorloans.com. And as always, mention my name, Justin Williams, or House Flipping HQ, so they know where you came from. Is Vanessa not amazing or what? I mean, it's incredible. She runs, pretty much runs my entire house flipping business. It's just phenomenal. And that's one of the things, uh, you know, that we will teach you, uh, to focus on and finding an assistant like that within the fell fast flipping program. So once again, go to fellfastflipping.com to check that out. Uh, go to housefippinghq.com slash episode 46 for all the show notes and quotes of this episode. And let us know uh, your feedback. And if you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear them. Next week, we are going to be honored with no other than the one, the only, the godfather of real estate himself, Mr. Bruce Norris. So that's going to be super incredible. I'm really excited about that. I'm a little starstruck. I'm a little nervous, <laughs> but should be a great interview. I'm really looking forward to it. Be sure to join us then. Have a great week, everybody. I will actually be in Costa Rica next week on my 10-year anniversary. So we are going to do, I'm going to do that interview with Bruce Norris here in a couple days before we take off and it'll be ready to go for you guys. Um, anyway, I'll be thinking of you guys. I'll really miss you. <laughs> um, have a great week. Love you guys. And we will see you on the flip side. Bye-bye. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Yeah.
your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.